Oh, it's been a while again. It has been so long. Yeah. Because we went away. It was before Easter, I think we did um, our last just before Easter we did our last podcast yeah. and then I went away and then you went away and then you just went away again yeah 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 I know right it has been a while it there's has there's so much to fucking talk about I know there's so much do you know what I've been doing though like lately <laughs> is getting into the most dumbest shit online um like so there's all these comedians having a feud <laughs> so I'm literally like yesterday I found myself like one hour into this podcast like Bobby Lee Brandon Schwab and Kalila his, his Bobby Lee's girlfriend a wife or like and then I'm like what am I doing but entertaining but like so ridiculous yeah well sometimes I think you just need a bit of <coughs> light-hearted entertainment and then Especially this morning the yeah and then this morning there's this lady called Emily D Baker she's a lawyer she was like a prosecutor for 17 years in the US all this stuff and now she uh, has an, a YouTube basically where she live stream you know how they live stream court in the US yeah and she live streams all like the celebrity cases all the famous cases and she'll and so Amber Heard and Johnny oh, Depp are at the moment. Yeah. And I love, I went on this, I'm like, literally, the kids are all finished getting ready. They run up there, they're playing Lego. And I'm like getting ready here and I'm like, put it on. And she's still live streaming and she's going through all the things that happen. And But because she's so fucking knowledgeable, it's interesting as well because she's explaining court shit and like, you know, everything. And That whole court case is such a farce. Yeah. Like, it's just, they were both abusive to each other. That's what she said. She's like, it's almost like it would take one juror to be believe either one and then it's, you know. Yeah. But like they said, it's like Johnny Depp just wanted it all out there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like it was just a really bad toxic relationship. She's yeah. a psycho. He was a drug abuser that got a bit, yeah. you know, I don't yeah. know. It's just all bad. I, I can't see how you can take either side in that situation because, yeah, like you said, it was just a really toxic relationship. Yeah. The only thing I think that is fucked is that Johnny Depp's using his status and his money and his power to control the situation. Yeah, right. You know, like to to take her to court and to basically put her in her place. Look, I'm going to make a fool out of you. Johnny Depp, everyone already knows he's fucking weird. Yeah. He's a celebrity, so he's a drug abuser. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone already knows yeah. that about him, but he's using this situation to also shame her and yeah. ridicule her publicly. And that's that's what, the only thing I think is, is a bit fucked about it. Like, you're, you're, yeah. you're both fucked. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, um, it's like we already... Yeah, what, what did she say this morning? She said something about, like, the question is, is, like, she was making out she was, like, the face of domestic violence or whatever, or, like, the victim of fate, the face of a victim or whatever. So it's like, yes, maybe some of these things happened. Maybe you exaggerated a lot of it. But then also you did this stuff back as well. Like, yeah. and, and she was, like, there's a lot of things where she was caught out, like, real vindictive, sneaky yeah. shit to, like, really make him look bad. Yeah. But then also he was, you know, not the greatest. So who the fuck knows? It's just a bad romance. Yeah, and it's just all, uh, it's just like a fucking, what's that football game that they once a year you know, um, it's just it's just a distraction. It's just a yeah. you know, here let's let's give the fools something to distract themselves with. Yeah. What's that fucking get? Six million dollars for his legal team. That's what I mean. Like it's all just <laughs> such a farce. If I was really rich, like is this really the world? It is. Oh, uh, wait, are you seeing all the UFO stuff at the moment? Oh, I know. Remember, <laughs> everyone was saying yeah, this was the plan. They'll have to use them at some point mm. for sure. For sure. I actually wanted to talk about one of the big things I wanted to talk about was the formula shortage yeah, and the conversations it's creating online around breastfeeding yeah. being better and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's now really, I've always felt like this anyway, I, I, you know, since COVID and all that sort of crap started. If let's just say if I'm running through the fucking bush with my children in an emergency situation, it is so reassuring to know that I can feed my children. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm lactating my baby. I've, I've had a baby this whole time. Yeah. I can feed her. It doesn't matter where I am. Yeah. As long as I'm getting water mm-hmm. and a little bit of food, she's going to survive. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine what it would feel like for these parents who are no longer lactating. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a position to relactate. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a myriad of reasons why a mother isn't breastfeeding. She could be on medication. She could have, um, you know, genuine what is it? I U. Insufficient, insufficient glandular tissue. I G T. I G T. Yeah. Yeah. She could have that. She could. Um, you know, it, it was a really traumatic birth and, and her milk never came in. There's, there's, there's so many reasons yeah. why a mother isn't breastfeeding. It's mm-hmm. not just because perhaps she chose formula from the onset. Yeah. There's so many reasons why. Mm-hmm. And imagine being an American mother right now. 
not yeah. knowing whether you can go and get food to feed your child. I know. Especially for those first six months. Oh. I think once they're eating food, yeah. I'd feel okay with them just drinking a bit of raw milk and bone broth and yeah. that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. for those first six months, oh. especially. Yeah, like, it'd be so... It'd be horrible. And I love the... Um, some of the shit coming out, but I love this fucking tweet somebody said, which just summed up a lot of what's going on in society. Um, until the formula, until this baby formula crisis is resolved, I'm sh- I sure hope lactating men everywhere will step up to the plate. Because <laughs> yes. it's like you're not a woman. This is when it's really like this is some woman's business. Yes, we've been completely. Yes, and you know, I was gonna only say, this is so. It is so meshed with the whole transgender men giving birth bullshit yeah. happening right now. It's like, are you ever facing that? Yeah. I suppose that they could face a formula shortage if they've adopted a baby or stolen a baby off a surrogate mother. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, it's awesome to see. And I remember a few years ago reading right into it and being like, fuck yeah, I'd get a goat. All these like old school midwives and the people come in. Of the, of the mothers holding the yeah. newborn up to a goat's So like and... a goat's milk. Yeah. And a reason why a goat is called a nanny goat is often because back in the day, if a mother died and there was no other lactating women around, they would bring a goat in mm-hmm. to the point where when they're an older baby, they could suckle off the goat itself. And the milk is quite sim- obviously not the same as human breast milk, but quite similar. It's enough to sustain an infant. Yeah. yeah. And it's... I mean, some of the, my, my grandparents were given condensed milk. I know, yeah. Like, if that can sustain yeah. an infant, then I'm sure milk straight from a fucking goat or a cow yeah, yeah. can do the same. And that's what they're saying. Like, you made to think formula is the only way you could, but... Yeah. You know. And then there's all this stuff coming out, you know, like people um, in the natural realm, I guess, are sharing all the baby formula, like the homemade mm. baby formula recipes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there's all these officials saying, do not make homemade baby formula. Mm. Oh, okay. So if I have a choice to let my baby starve mm-hmm. or give them homemade formula, yeah. which am I going to choose? Exactly. Like, yeah. What the fuck? Exactly. Isn't it funny, like the theme, and I guess it's from America at the moment, it's like going back to your roots. Like, okay, yes. so how do I feed a baby? Yes. Same with Roe versus Wade. Okay, if I need to have an abortion and yes. I can't, how do I do it? Yeah. And there's like, I remember Free Birth Society, maybe probably two or so years ago, had a woman on talking about basically how to terminate your pregnancy. There's so In, many herbal, herbal remedies yeah. that have been well improved, Even more time tested. Yeah. Even like really more mechanical them. ways of doing it and yeah, like explaining yeah. it. And it was all explaining <coughs> it for like, if you're in a situation where the world fucking ends yes. and you, or whatever the ha- whatever happens or you legally can't for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And it's just so weird that now we're talking about formula. Like how do you make formula? And it's like, this is the shit that our ancestors would and have had under. this is the shit under... that you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I always say to everyone, you know, there's some real shady shit happening in the world right now. And I always just say to everyone, can you look after your family without any external support? Yeah. Can you look after your family without going to Coles, without going to the pharmacy, without going to the government for anything? Yeah. Like most people, and myself included at this current point in time, I cannot survive without Coles and Woolworths. Oh, especially in this fucking place. <laughs> like <laughs> where, where's our water source if something goes wrong? Like, we have to move out to the fucking lake, yeah. eat some festive barramundi. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta move to my farm if oh, definitely. shit hits the farm. Okay, yeah. get out of here. But um, at this point, if, if tomorrow Coles mm-hmm. and Woolworths were empty and my fridge was empty, oh. I'm fucked. I'd have to go driving immediately to somewhere that has a shop or yeah. I'd need to start figuring out how to like make, get yeah. some food. Like, I mean, we, we'd, we'd be all right, like, um, short term. Yeah. But not in the long, yeah, not any kind, we don't have any kind of like, we don't have a fucking veggie garden. Yeah. We don't have any livestock here. And even that, like where we are now, like, um, I suppose unless you had a boar or something, but like, how could you We've even sustain boars, a veggie? Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. They're not like, how could you even have a fucking veggie patch in this place? And no. hence why Aboriginal people never had fucking veggie patches no. in agriculture and stuff. No. Even though, have you heard that controver- controversy, that book, Dark Emu? No. It's a big lot of fucking, I don't even know, I, and I will talk on it and not, I don't know anything about it, mind you, but I know that there's a massive controversy. It got, it's got all these awards and it basically, um, to, um, it's talking about how, you know how we were told Aboriginal people were nomadic, walked around, um, basically lived off the land, didn't fuck the land up at all, didn't like even, you know, they just didn't like, not like Europeans, like agriculture, stripping the land, all this shit. You know, but this book comes out and says they're not like that. They weren't like that. They did have agriculture. They did like have crops and stuff. But then all these other people are like, no, that's fucking wrong. You're basing that on like one tiny thing. And so there's all this like one, two sides to it. But um, I'm sure here there was no agriculture, maybe in an area where it was... 
Okay, okay. How the fuck could you have crops here in Mount no, Isa? Well, like, the only thing that fucking grows is mangoes. <laughs> and they're introduced. So, <laughs> what, what were they growing? Yeah, I know. You know, you can't really survive on mangoes. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine the toilet issue if you did? And it's interesting that they obviously did survive, because it obviously is a way, like... Yeah, well, it was... It was it kangaroos, animals, animals yeah. yeah. It was animals. Um, that Greg Fetke, like, F-E-T-T-K-E guy, he's yeah. the one in South Africa that is disgusted by all the... Um, you know pyramids especially for diabetics and he often shows that photo of aboriginal men and they've like they're ripped they're They're so healthy fucking their six packs and this is back before you know and they said like they just ate meat (coughs) and maybe a fucking little honey ant or whatever like it wasn't and fruit if it grew yeah Yeah. and you go to the hospital with diabetes if you're an aboriginal person and it's like oh just have this sandwich and eat this all this fruit and all this shit and it's like maybe just eat Meat, what they traditionally ate, man. I don't know. That's what we all should be doing. Are so overworked and and understaffed and under um, resourced because diabetes is just so rough in the indigenous communities. And how about yeah? And then even diabetes as a whole population, how it's affected the COVID fucking deaths and stuff. So it's like it's so far reaching. I was talking to a friend the other day, actually, a very knowledgeable friend about um, lead in the in the soil here, and we were talking about how like. over the years, many times, the mines have done lots of air and um, soil testing, testing and there's no um, correlation between proximity to the mine and lead levels mm. and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then they were saying it really just comes down to the individual and their lifestyle. And I'm like, everything yeah. comes down to the individual and the lifestyle. Yeah. And he said, you know, even back in the day, the Aboriginals living on this land would have been exposed to lead because it's in the soil. It's surface lead. It's in. It's, right. it's underground. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I said, <clears throat> and I said, yeah, but the Aboriginals living on the land back in the day would have been eating a traditional diet and they would have been living a traditional lifestyle with plenty of rest and, and recreation and they would have been healthy as fuck. Yeah. They would have been accustomed, their bodies would have been accustomed to detoxing any lead exposure. Yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't have affected them. They were like the peak optimal now. health. They like... weren't living in these filthy houses, yeah. eating eating shitty white man's food and yeah. drinking alcohol every day. Yeah. You know, their bodies would have been capable of detoxing that and i guarantee you if you are lead testing a child living in this town you should also be testing them for every other heavy metal because i guarantee you they'll be high as well yeah it's not it's not their exposure to lead that's the problem it's the body's inability to detox it yeah it's fucking crazy this is the same with deborah hutton had a melanoma awareness i only know this because we're in townsville and put on like normal tv and channel 7 had a special on deborah hutton had a melanoma come up and I was something really cool about melanomas the other day. Interesting. I'm only halfway through, so I won't. It's like, and I skimmed through it, right? But and I probably shouldn't have assumed, but I assumed, and I'm pretty sure I'm correct. But she, you know, it was sunscreen and shade. That's the solution. And I'm like, there was no talk of how vitamin D is integral to fighting cancer, especially skin cancer. There was no talk on seed oils within seed your oils, body making yeah. you more susceptible. People who cut out seed oils stop getting red skin and burning in the sun. Yeah. Like, and obviously it's a gradual thing. And, and like, I can 100% attest to that. I used to fry like a motherfucker. Yeah. 15 minutes in the sun, I'm, I was done. Yeah. This holiday was the first holiday we've been on... Um, since I've stopped wearing sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. So that my body is actually recognizing. That's really important. People, you should look up sunglasses and yeah. blue. Is it blue light that you need in your eyes? Like no, the you sun? you don't need blue light. Oh, uh, I thought, you know, the whole thing. It's red light from the sun that you Red need. light, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so sunglasses fool your body into thinking it's shady. Yeah. So your skin doesn't. Um, so your, your skin thinks it's still shady, so your skin isn't right. prepared to receive the sun. Interesting. Um, but if you stop wearing sunglasses, then your body knows when you're out in the sun and it prepares for that. Your skin prepares for that. So I, yeah. I stopped wearing sunglasses. I've, stopped, I've cut out seed oils, except for the cheeky hot chips when you're out or whatever. Yeah. Um, we do not wear any sunscreen, and I've completely removed all PUFAs from my skincare yeah, regime. Yeah, so cool. Um, this holiday, two days. I was brown. Really? So brown, never yeah. got burnt. And the other thing is, mm-hmm. I got red, but the next day it was gone. It never got hot. It never hurt. Interesting, I never peeled, yeah. nothing. Because in the, um, Dr. McCullough has a book called, uh, what the fuck? Dark, con- um, what the fuck's it called? 
and he taught, um, and he's also got a few podcasts with people talking about the sun and melanoma and yeah. the difference between like melanomas and getting BCCs and SCCs, like squamous cell carcinoma, basal yeah. cell, like the little skin cancers that you go to the doctor and get zapped off. Yeah, some people. That's what um, that's what actually drew me. Dark down. Deception is the book, yeah, and it's all about the the sun industry, how they weaponize melanoma for yeah. industry, and just. And then, because even like so, when I first became aware that sunscreen was toxic, obviously we moved to natural sunscreen. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the progression you make when you start learning about the sun and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So we moved to natural sunscreen. It wasn't until I learned about pufas, and I didn't learn about pufas until a really good friend of mine's mom died from melanoma. Yeah. And then I went down the rabbit hole, and I was like, oh my god! And this is Mm -hmm. when I stopped wearing sunglasses and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> but also a family member of mine has had a few BCCs removed from her head and mm-hmm. her chest. And I keep trying to say like, eliminate seed oils, stop using pufas on your skin. Yeah. She's like, oh, but it's natural sunscreen. I'm like, yeah. it's full of pufas. Yeah. Yeah. And they oxidize on your skin and they damage your skin. And that's what causes mm, skin cancer. Interesting. There was that, um, study they did you know how if they replicate a study and it gets exactly the same results it's pretty legit that's how legit it is so they yeah. did this study back in the 70s with these pigs and they fed them a, a diet really heavy in industrial seed oils and then they fed pigs um you know just meat and veg no no seed oils the pigs in the group that received the seed oils had a 25 percent skin cancer rate and the pigs that got no seed oils, had no skin cancer. Mm. They just replicated it about three years ago and got exactly the Whoa, same results. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so it's, really crazy. It's not the sun. It's not it's not your genetics. It's not anything. Mm. It is the fucking seed oils. Yeah. It's interesting because in that Dark Deception book, but um, they talk about, yeah, especially in Australia, like they did say Australia's, we have such, so much sun here. Yeah. Like, so they said, you know, they were really talking about the second your your skin is going pink and stuff like hop out and like, that's when you will damage your, your um, fucking skin. But they were saying how our melanoma rates are higher than ever. We've got the highest rates of fucking sunscreen use. We've got less people. They, then it's funny because then you'll see they're like, we've got more people in the sun. They think it's not a risk anymore, but this stuff is showing we're, we're less time in the sun because we're all indoors on our phones more office workers and people working in fluorescent light with no sunlight are getting melanomas. Often melanoma is in the palm of your hands, on your feet, in your in darker areas, like in your crevices and stuff. Yeah, like it'll kill the fuck out of you. Yeah. And then um I don't know, it's just like interesting, but it's so scary because you're like, what happens if they're wrong and then I get a melanoma and die? But like that's the thing. Back in the day when like men used to work with no fucking shirts. And like, yeah, BCCs and SCCs aren't great, but you probably won't die from them. No. They're going to fuck your face up a little bit if you get it removed and stuff. And I, I always just go back to the, what would the cavemen do? This is, sorry, this is what it was. Melanoma, so if you spend a lot of time in the sun, you're more likely to get a BCC, SCC for sure. Um, if, but you're less likely to get melanoma. The people who spend less time in the sun, less likely to get SCC, BCCs, but, but more melanoma. likely to get melanomas. Yeah, right. Well, I was reading this thing, actually. I, I'm pretty sure I saved it to read it later. Um, and they were saying that melanoma is actually a good thing what and that's the... your body protecting itself. And isn't it the it's capsule part... thing? Like if you go, what's this mole and you take a biopsy, it spreads like it it's capsulized. Yeah. And, um, that's why like, I remember I saw black salve in one of my natural yeah. groups and it's really hard to get. So I grabbed some cause it doesn't go off. Yeah. Like it stays cool. So I've got some. Interesting. And, um, I gave some to my dad. He had a sus spot on his leg and like he hates doctors more than I do. Yeah. And I was like, I'll oh, just try this stuff. And mm-hmm. he did. And it did exactly what they said wow. it would do. It called, it creates called an Escher. Yeah. And then, like it's painful. Yeah. And dad said like he could feel the pain going down his calf and stuff. Um, but it just, it went black and it went scabby and it yeah, went really gross. It's fucking festy, but yeah. Yeah, festy, but then it fell off. Crazy. And it's just got a little hole in his leg and it's all gone. Wow. And Because it only, it like kills the cancerous <coughs> stuff or whatever, hey? Yeah, yep. That's but there's always wild. just, um, I just think the cavemen yeah. didn't survive because the sun fucking killed them. Mm. You know, they would have been out in the sun. The sun's a fucking battery for the whole planet and us humans. Exactly. Like, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not going to kill us. Yeah. It will though, if you're not, yeah, if you, I suppose if you're a stock standard human. Yeah. Maybe that's why, you know. It just. But what, when it's not highlighted because once again, it comes back to the whole, like, don't make people feel bad. But then also you'll Google it and they'll be like, it's not like I Googled the whole seed oil thing just on the normal Google search. And yeah. it's like, 
article after article like false false there's no link there's no link Uh, and you're like oh gosh you know what hope do you have if you're not tapped into other sources of information and then i always just think if they're telling me it's bad for me it's good for me yeah honestly that's what i feel like is happening opposite is the truth (laughs) literally yeah that's the other thing um there's a few people in carnivore groups that'll start eating meat based so much better because it's probably not the seed oil like the vegan stuff like all the aisles of vegan friendly food are covered in that shit. Yes. You go, if you're vegan, you go to the restaurant, you eat chips, like, you know. Yeah. And, I I, and I've experienced that obviously for myself. The, the difference in when you first go vegan, you feel fantastic. Yeah. I think there's this period of detox. Because you're getting, because if you're eating a standard diet, a vegan <laughs> diet's probably better because you're yes. not eating. Because you're really pumping in the veggies and the, yeah. and the food and that sort of stuff. So I, I, we did feel really great for the first, say, six months. Yeah. But then, it, then we just all went downhill really quickly. Interesting, And yeah. I really, really... And it wasn't until I discovered the whole PUFA thing that I was like, Interesting, Fuck. yeah. And that obviously led us back to um, an, an animal diet and we're all thriving. Like, yeah. My kids are so much better. Yeah, that's so good. I um because I was vegan like I think I went it after I watched Forks Over Knives. I feel like everyone's had a stab. Oh yeah, and I feel like it's a normal um thing. Like I think if yeah. you're into health stuff, everyone will go vegan because you're like, yes, try. of course. Like, yeah. and then you're kind of like, oh okay, no. Like I think it's just like a rite of passage almost yeah. at this point. And I feel sorry for the people that stay there. It's fucking bad, man. Like yeah. long term. But I remember um I had to lose weight for the wedding or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I remember um actually I didn't really go vegan for that. For that I just cut out junk like. Um, yuck, like bad food and alcohol and I ate, I drank like a coffee and I had an apple a day and dropped weight like a motherfucker like 10 kilos in like a fucking month man I was like boom like I literally would have showed Kim Kardashian up did you see how she had to yeah, lose like 7 kilos yeah. but um um, yeah, and then I remember going, and then I was pr- mainly vegetarian. I always said, like, I was a lazy vegan kind of thing. Like, with um, Sophie's pregnancy, didn't really eat much meat at all or animal products. And then I slowly did it. And then I'm like, the second time we did it, probably for three months max, then I literally stumbled across two Joe Rogan episodes. One with um, Paul Sandino. No, it was a bit further. Yeah, she was a woman. Nina t- starts with Nina T. And then there was, who's that lady, the psychiatrist? Kelly? Yeah. Yeah. Her and um, Kelly, what's her fucking surname? She's so funny, man. Rogan. Yeah. yeah. And I remember her, like, she's a holistic uh, psychiatrist. So she used to literally give pharmaceuticals to pregnant women who were unwell, like mentally unwell. In all of, and she basically now is holistic, so she doesn't use pharmaceutical products, but will literally heal people with major bipolar disorders. And, like, not just, like, the mood disorders, but, like, epic psychotic disorders. She'll, like, heal them and stuff. Um, but she was um, – Joe Rogan was asking her, so what do you have to do if you want to be your client? And she says, I don't take vegans. Like, you need to eat red meat if you want to work with me. Because she basically gets you off all your food. You just need to eat, like, a very basic diet for a month, and then she starts all this other stuff. And I was just like, oh, because she was so legit and everything else, like what she was saying. And then I was like, what the fuck? Why would, and in my head, I was like, why would meat be important for your brain? Like, I just couldn't, I was, mind, mind, mind was blown because I was listening to all the vegan propaganda and stuff they tell you. Yeah. Even the um, basic thing of um, like, uh, I don't know what's wrong with my memory. Maybe I need to eat more meat. (laughs) Um, What was I about to say? Even the thing that I was like, this is great. Like when you go vegan, it's like, look how much more food you can eat. Like, because it's so, um, you know, you can eat as much salad as you want, as much like all this shit that you fill your gut up with. And then it was saying, you can only eat like, and the meat has, you can only eat this bit of meat and you've eaten the same amount of calories, whatever. And I'm like, that's good because you're satiated so quickly. You can't binge eat on steak and fucking veggies, man. You eat what you need to eat, that's it. If you're eating vegan, you're not eating those heavy proteins. And that's constantly eating all day. The the volume of food that you're talking about is what ruined my gut because I developed SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial oh, mm-hmm. and that was the the clincher for me i was like well i have to start eating meat yeah what else are you meant to do me because we already can't eat gluten mm-hmm. not that we would anyway i don't think yeah <coughs> i always say that to kids now i'm like it's not that we can't eat it it's we don't eat it like yeah yeah and even if it agreed with us we still wouldn't eat it maybe uh-huh. like on holidays we'd have a cheeky sourdough or something but yeah it's not something i would want to eat all the time yeah um, 
but yeah, so we don't we we can't eat gluten, so that that really cuts down yeah. your meal options. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to eliminate the SIBO, you have to eliminate things like avocado and spinach and lots of stuff. And that's what I was living on. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, and not to mention the lectins and, and opt- too, so. oxalates and stuff, yeah. and how people react to so like capsicums and spinaches well, and see, kales can really fuck you up. On me. Interesting. Like, yeah. Me being like, bitch, this is no yeah. Good for you. It sucks, man. Because like, I don't really notice a problem but i love like cutting up red and green capsicum with like onion and chicken breast and my kids love it too some sour cream on there like i love that shit and then i'm like i don't have it all the time because i remember listening to so much stuff about how it basically like slices your liver up like it's mm. so rough on some people and you're like fucking hell man you, kids you just like, assume if it's green out of the grass it's fine yeah yeah like, but you we don't know how many times it's been hybridized and fucked with that yeah true over that the, the, over the years you know like yeah because i'm starting to want to introduce a gluten-free sourdough yeah so i've been looking um because i've got i've got three men basically to feed like my yeah my oldest son oh. is only nine but he yeah. eats the same as my husband yeah and my four-year-old is despite his size is not far behind them yeah and it's really fucking expensive yeah to them up <laughs> yeah without bread or pasta yeah so yeah. i'm really trying to find a really nourishing alternative for us yeah anyway, so i found this called it's called um, in corn uh-huh. and it's the only remaining unhybridized heirloom grain in jesus existence. christ yeah um anyway so i found the flour i've got it on the way and yeah I'm gonna right make a sourdough starter and i'm gonna try and make okay. a sourdough. so it does contain gluten but it's so low yeah right that even um some celiacs are finding no trouble it. with it yeah that's good um but that's the other problem. All the fruit and veggies that we're eating today mm. aren't in their natural state. Yeah, especially you know, if they're out of season. All, yeah, all of them, really. They've really just been so matter. fucked with yeah. that you don't know. You mm. just don't know anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> um, speaking of before when we are talking about self, you know, being self-sufficient in, like, your health, yeah. you know, like, whatever, um, it reminded me of... So, you know Faith Hill and Tim McGraw? Yeah. They have a Bahamas home on a fucking island. Oh, I search islands all the time. Man, I know. And I did not realize, I kind of must have thought, but I didn't realize, in Architectural Digest on the website, if you just Google Faith Hill, Tim McGraw home. Um, yeah, they, from This Kiss. Yeah. One of, one of the best. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> hey, yeah. it's so good. So it's a 20 acre island. It's fucking beautiful. 20 acres, that's pretty small for well, an island. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so then they talk about oh, I on um, you've got to have staff houses, he says, meaning shelter for the original construction workers as well as the current caretakers. You've got to have in- infrastructure. You've got to have water, water, electricity. You don't quite put that all together first because he's talking about they bought it. They're like, beautiful. It was um, there was nothing on it. Yeah, and yeah. just the fucking epicness. Um, so then how does one buy an island? Because I've looked and they're all like leasehold and interesting. You know, and then I think, well, if. If you're buying it, then they know you're there. Yeah. Um, I just want to be like, um, you know, like Tom Hanks in Castaway and just like, yeah, yeah, like this deserted island. Yeah, because it, it would be, you'd have to figure out, because I'm like, if you have an island and you don't have. Um, if it doesn't have a natural water source, you can't. That's fart. what I mean. Like, you need to figure out how to desalinate your fucking water yeah. if you're going to go there. Where the fuck? There was this whole section on what they had to do. Oh, in its raw state, the island was. Mm, I'll cut all this shit out. There was an island for sale. This is when we were looking before we bought the farm. There was an island for sale in the Whitsundays. And it was about the same price as our farm. But the running costs of that thing without any... Um, like the farm obviously has running costs, but it's got produce to sell as well. So, right. Um, whereas this farm, uh, this island, sorry, it had a desalination plant and had a solar bank and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, but you would have to have someone there full-time looking after it or you would have to be there yeah. yourself full-time that's what they said it. we set out to build a house we had no idea how to build everything else we basically had to build a little town yeah. you've got to have staff houses rah, rah. and they said even now they've got staff houses they basically those people need to stay there all the time so if you only fly into your fucking island for a few months a year these people have to live there to run everything yeah i was like holy fuck like i feel like it's that's crazy but i suppose you could have a they running like a fucking mansion on there. Yeah. You could have it much easier. Turn it on when you get there. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I was just like, because yeah. islands seem like the best idea for when the world goes to shit. But I was like, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why we were looking for so long. But they're just. Yeah. I don't know. It unless you, bit... like I said, unless you're Tom Hanks and just fall upon a deserted island. Yeah. It's hard to find. 
But then I'm like, in the event of an apocalypse, just get a fucking firearm and take whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Like, what? We're going to walk up to an island and be like, if there's people already there, be like, this is my piece of paper. I own this island. They're going to be like, fuck off. <laughs> like, yeah. it's ours now. Bitch, we need to call the police. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, like, you just. And I always mm. feel, I feel like if there, if there was like a, a zombie apocalypse or whatever, yeah. Um, then a nomadic lifestyle with a heavily armed husband yeah. protecting the family is your best option. Yeah. Because then, you know, it doesn't matter what the season is, doesn't matter whether your food source runs out, you can find a new one. Yeah. Yeah. I always was like, um, you know, the Bushmasters in the army, yeah. they're like those big fucking rigs. Um, I was like, you just need to go straight to Townsville, flog a few of them and get yeah. a convoy, yeah. <laughs> get all the fireworks. Jesus. Speaking of, um, when, well, when the world ends, I was on the Australian Preppers Facebook group this morning and like, yeah. don't go on that page. If I've never been, I've never even heard of it before. They are the biggest bunch of fucking miserable cunts. Oh, people. really? Oh, like everything is is gonna end the world and everything is gonna be shit don't get me wrong like i think we've got some really tough times ahead i just don't yeah. i'm just not as doomsday as a lot of the people on those, on those pages yeah but um i think food scarcity is actually going to be a thing like mm. i really think if you're not already used to living with fresh fruit and vegetables and meat yeah. Then you better start getting accustomed to it. Yeah. Because, like, how many times have you been to Coles and Woolies lately? Dude. And frozen sections completely Nothing. Empty? Like, that's what I've been noticing. What the fuck is that? Yeah. It's just, it's just empty. Yeah. And then, also, you think about, like, all the chocolate bars and chips and all those fucking LCM bars mm. that you can eat and all that crap. We're running on stock that we would probably have at least 12 months of that shit in fucking warehouses across the country. Yeah, yeah. So, we're running on that. Yeah. But have you seen how many cargo ships are stuck outside China right now? Yeah, I've seen like a picture of it. We don't like, we don't produce we produce enough food in this country to feed this country. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't think anyone's gonna starve in Australia. Yeah. But I think you are gonna have to really reshape the way you eat. Yeah. If you currently rely on packaged yeah. packaged foods. Yeah. Um there is more than enough fresh produce and meat in this country yeah. to survive. Mm-hmm. Um but all the other shit, nothing yeah. like rice. We do not produce a single yeah. rice product in Australia. Interesting. And you think about all the things that rely on rice. Yeah. You know? Um, I wonder what would happen, like, if we were cut off, what would happen to all of our crops and stuff? Because if we use a lot of pesticides to keep that running and so keep the weeds. The yeah. So you have to... Seeds and all of that stuff. <coughs> this thing about in World War Two. backyard gardens produced 40% of food. Yeah. While the war was on. And I was like, man, that 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 statistic would not be anywhere close to what it's like no. today. But there is still, like our farm, for example, we've been completely moving away from um, from fertilizers and pesticides. Yeah, and right. And there's a lot of people that, and a lot of farmers especially, that have seen this coming yeah. and are making the necessary changes now. Interesting. Because a lot of the fertilizer does come from Russia and UK. Yeah. And, and China, obviously. Once again, like, oh, there's another guy. He um, talks all about sustainable farms kind of thing and about how he moves his crops and cows around. So yeah, then the cows, doing. yeah, sweet. Yeah. The cows are the fertilizer. It's all in the one thing. Yeah, Everything's so we've got cows and organic. Chicken. It's called strip grazing. Oh, cool. So you put the cows and the chickens in a contained area yeah. for two or three days. And oh, they, right. Because cows, if they've got a massive paddock, will be really selective with what they eat. Right. They're like, oh, I'll just walk four meters over there and eat the good grass uh-huh. they won't eat the the shitty weeds right and but the weeds are often very nutritious yeah they right. just don't want to eat it right so if you put them in a confined space it's called strip grazing and they'll eat everything mm-hmm. and then you move them over to the next spot and then that you leave yeah. the chickens in there and the chicken poo and all that sort of stuff and it just regenerates right. the ground and yeah and then you don't have to use fertilizers for the weeds because yeah because you've got are eating the cow them. that's yeah. so good it is really good hmm so um FDA today in America approved the 5 to 11-year-old Pfizer Vax just today. So it's not just emergency approval, it's like official approval? Apparently. And um, where the fuck do you get the reading list? We've had it approved here for ages. Well, that's what I was asking you because I was like, um, okay, what's his name? Robert Downey, no, Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) Kennedy. 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 yeah, it just happened today, and I just was like, I wonder how many parents in the U.S. actually knew it wasn't FDA approved. Um, so, so was it just running on emergency approval? Like must have been. Yeah, granted. Oh, sorry, FDA today granted emergency use for Pfizer's COVID boost. Oh, booster. Booster. I'm so oh, dumb. are you fucking kidding me? And um, <clears throat> they. It's just <laughs> also ear aches, like after the the vaccine, right, and the boosters and stuff. I now 
personally, and I don't know fucking anyone, three people, um, one person I think I know they got the booster, I'm pretty fucking sure, because of their workplace. I know they had to have had it within the last couple of weeks because they work out of school. Um, the teachers have to be boosted. Yeah, like there was a bunch that were like lost their jobs apparently on this date. I don't know if they actually lost their jobs but or if the schools have said, yeah, okay, you can stay. Mm. But yeah, they had to be boosted by whatever date it was. And it was something like 2,400 uh, teachers said they weren't going to do it. You know, like massive earache. And then one of my parents' friends go to the doctor and he's like, I've not seen an earache like this in an adult before. Like, And then there was somebody else that said they had ear issues after it. There's just... There's so... I bet you all three have not been reported for anything. So many things. So many fucking things. Like, have you seen the Irish (coughs) report coming out for the second time in six months that their um, infant mortality rate has gone through the roof and it's almost at the point where they're... So once it gets to a certain threshold, they have they have to show cause. Like mm. they have to, there has to be a really in depth investigation like, why? into why. Yeah. Uh, so the second time in six months, they've had record numbers of infant deaths. What the fuck? I couldn't possibly. Oh, it's the COVID infected. infection. That's why we all need to be more vaccinated. Couldn't That's what the fuck. Be the vaccinated mothers now. Yeah. Like. And you talk to any nurse, any midwife, they're all telling the same story. But some like some are just so like not though. Some are like, oh no, it's because of COVID. <laughs> Literally, they're like, it's a COVID. And this is why it's it's a beautiful product for a fucking billionaire criminal company because it's like, let's make it so shit that everyone still gets COVID. So then when our vaccine fucks everyone up, we'll, we'll blame COVID. But they're all so stupid. They keep getting the vaccine. Even though, you're like... Because that's the thing. Everyone's had COVID now. So if you've just gotten your booster and you're getting all these fucked up issues, you're like, yeah, I had, I had COVID six months ago. I've got long COVID. No, it's the vaccine, you fuckhead. Like, that's the perfect product. I just don't understand how... Is there <coughs> actually people that are that dumb? I, I wrote on Twitter before. Um, oh, because there are. There are so many fucking I'm dumb genuinely people. genuinely concerned. So another friend got... A friend of a friend got in touch with me, right? Um, yeah. She's like, oh, her little boy... Um, is really constipated, has been having heaps of trouble, ended up at the emergency room, and the doctor's there. What do you reckon they prescribed? Fucking paracetamol. No, coloxal. Oh, for constipation. And, and metamucil for six months. This little boy's three. Fuck off, not just the first time. Yeah, coloxal and metamucil for six months. Anyway, so mum, not knowing any different, does as she's told, she gives him the coloxal and the metamucil. It does fucking nothing, of course. Mm. Um, eventually, she's at her wit's end. It's been... I think she said 16 days since he'd been to the toilet. So her friend got in touch with me and she's like, oh my God, do you have anything that can help her? I'm like, yeah, man, I've got magnesium and I've got vitamin C. Here we, here we go on in no time. Yeah. So she comes around and grabs, um, she started it on him straight away. The next morning he went to the toilet. Oh my God. Amazing. She's like, and I'm like, did they, did they give him an x-ray? Did they yeah. suggest a parasite sample? Did I just they... can't on any planet know why they would do it for six months. And why And why are you just immediately reaching for the coloxal? Like, mm-hmm. did, did they ask you anything about his diet? Yeah. Did they ask you any questions? And she's like, no, they just put me on this. No, no fecal sample, no nothing. Like, I remember once when I was at uni <coughs> buying that Metamucil shit. And I remember being like, oh, maybe I should be healthy and have some of this or whatever. I don't even know why I got it. But I had one it once and I just had a fucking migraine. And I don't ever really get headaches. I had a migraine from it. I never touched it again. I was like, what the fuck is in that? It's fucking horrendous. Just pesticide-filled, cropped fucking... It's just all ugh. artificial, it's synthetic disgusting. shit. But, like, and, and then I, I was talking to my hubby and I'm like, I forget the state of, quote air fucking things yeah healthcare in this country yeah because i've been so removed from yeah. it for so long like yeah. i'm horrified that that's the advice his mother got yeah and i'm thinking that's the advice they would all be given yeah oh, your kid's constipated yeah take a pill yeah you know instead of like what's causing the constipation yeah what's his diet like what's mm-hmm. his sleep like how much water is he drinking yeah. you know Ugh. and then also it's it's like it's two part it's two tiered because it's like the health people don't know anything because they're just learning what they learn at uni. And like, I'm guessing they know dealers. stuff, right? They but not drug much. Dealers. Yeah. And then, the, but the parents are so helpless and hopeless yeah. that they're just like, okay, yeah. Because like, yeah. why would I want to change anything else, you know? Yeah. Um, but then when you get, when you do get a parent that's like, okay, this isn't working. Yeah. There's no resources for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, I know we found our way. Yeah. But it took a really long time. And a lot of parents yeah. just don't have that 
I have a genuine thirst to know. Yeah, this and that's the thing. Some people are just in another arena. You know, they've got different interests. They've got different yeah. brains. Like, yeah. you know, if you're not genuinely interested in this whole world, then yeah. you're not going to go looking for the information. I truly think for me anyway, like birth was just a doorway to exactly. it all. If exactly. I didn't have kids, I don't know what the fuck I'd be like. Yeah. Just because you, it, and it just starts from pregnancy and mm-hmm. you're like, do I want to have Panadol? And then you look at like, you know, just a simple, I feel yeah. unwell in the first trimester this, this and it just lady, goes from there, man. I read this lady's story on Instagram <coughs> the other day and I was like, that, that's me. Like you've just, that is my story. Um, and it was, it was brilliant. Like, um, she was just saying how getting pregnant with her oldest and how fucked up the birth was and all that sort of stuff just really set her on the train Yeah, to be like, why the fuck is it like this? Yeah. Why? This is, I always think, like, I remember when I had Sophie, my firstborn, I remember every day for most of the day just thinking about, oh my God, like I had her and like normally, you know, technically, like just, she came out of my vagina, I didn't need an epidural, wasn't induced, like, oh my God, like amazing, amazing, like, obviously there was the other dark part to her birth that I really struggled with too, but I was just like, amazing. And then with the last two, I I don't I'm not obsessed. Like that with my two free births, it, they were all went wonderful and awesome. But it was like that because that's normal. And I yeah. almost was like, it's so rad. I think that I'm like, fuck yeah. But the actual response from me in the year or so afterwards wasn't like Sophie's. And I think maybe this was your first baby and you're just like shocked that you made a baby and in your body. Because her birth was normal. Yeah, yeah. In a hospital. Yeah. When the yeah, like that is actually kind of amazing. Yeah, more amazing, amazing. More shocking and amazing than staying at home and having your baby. Because exactly. you mostly expect most women will just have their baby at home. It's not yeah. that it's ama- like obviously there's that part of it that's just a fucking awesome. But it's also so normal and expected because yeah. that's what I would expect for the most part. If you stay at home, you'll probably have your baby, even if you've got all these fucking issues or whatever. Because yeah. I feel like you as the woman would go to hospital if you felt it was wrong. Yeah. But I think if you have that little spark, I want to stay at home, I think do it then because that spark ain't there for nothing. Yeah. And I think most of the time you'll be probably fine. Like, because yeah. probably that's probably it's in your favor. Yeah. Statistically, Statistically, it's going to work Probably out. you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it how we're talking about health things and I'm just fucking coughing off like yeah, my chest so just like. <coughs> um, yeah, no, the whole, the whole, oh, fuck, pregnancy is such a wild journey. Like, do you feel like, yeah. I feel like anyway, especially now because I'm pregnant. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like you, you have this hot wire to this whole different world yeah you know like like spiritually and i'm not a spiritual person i would not consider myself spiritual in any way but when i'm pregnant fuck yeah it really is yeah it's so different and i feel like i can see everything so much clearer yeah well so you're so close to the veil like to like to seeing yeah everything's just so obvious if you allow it yeah yeah you can obviously hide from it and you can pretend it's not there and Mm. you can completely ignore it but um, (coughs) if yeah, if you're open to it, like it's just like everything's just so obvious. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Now, especially. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> hey. Yeah, it's crazy. And I can't believe in. And know. how much longer do you have to go? I'm about 20 August, years. hey. August. Yeah. Know. Well, September probably the way I go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I always so. just keep saying it right. August, September. Something. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's so, you know, I'm so funny because obviously I'm, I don't have a baby anymore. I'm not breastfeeding anymore. Like that's all. And there's so much like, I'm like, oh, it's so nice. Like I can hop out of the car. But then you just see a little fucking baby and you're just like, oh, yeah. like what is the fuck in that? Like that's some um, genetic, like this is some, what do yeah. you call it? Like it's just very um, ancient. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's just like breed, breed. But then you just love it too because it's so – and I think when you have that nice, you know – And, you know, I, I, I did it myself. I'm totally guilty of it myself. Like I thought four is enough because we're busy with this, we're that. We're, mm. you know, four kids, homeschooling, couple of businesses. Like I'm busy. Yeah. I'm that, that, four kids, I'm done. This time I'm kind of like – you're going to fit in. Yeah, yeah. You're going to fit That's in. That's what it has life. to be like that. Yeah. It just there's no other way, so really. I sort of think, like, oh, hopefully my husband doesn't listen to these anymore. But <laughs> then I'm sort of like, well, you know, because we're talking about, obviously, birth control after the baby's born yeah. and stuff. And, and we're both very much, he's not getting a vasectomy. Yeah. There's no, we're not permanently changing anything. So then I'm like, well, we're just back to fam, really. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
and Ingrid's like, well, what if we have another baby? I'm like, yeah, well, what if? Like, yeah. It's a wild journey anyway. The whole, <coughs> and, and really committing and deciding that Chris is not getting a vasectomy for me was like such a weight off my shoulders. Yeah. I felt like even discussing it, I felt like this, this isn't how we do things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't permanently alter our body. Yeah. In any way for anything like yeah you know i just oh it just irked me even having to think about it there was this uh person in the u.s and he is like a full-on like feminist ally guy and he got a vasectomy done at like 20 something and he's like i can get it reversed and this is my part for like i know i can't um had all these little gay reasons as to why you got it done i know i was like what a fucking loser (laughs) He probably didn't get a vasectomy. He just put it on social media so he can oh, like all the come in some woman. Oh, like when Rogan was talking to um, What's-His-Face. and What was that? The... You know when everyone was like, I'm cancelling Spotify. Oh, uh, yeah. Rogan was talking to Malone. And... Robert Malone. Yeah. And, yeah. And the people that, and all the artists that were like, I'm getting my music off. And like, like Joni Mitchell was like one of the ones that was like, I'm getting my music off. And then like three weeks later, she's back on there. Yeah, it's so gay. <laughs> it's it's so, so stupid. <laughs> I fucking hope Spotify give him like a two hundred million dollar deal next. That'd be funny. Yeah, I wonder how long the hundred million deal was. Was it for? three years? I think. Yeah, was it? I don't know. Because he's still really rad. Yeah. He's backed off on the controversial shit a bit. I hope he he puts the pressure on again. Oh yeah, I'd fucking love him to have fucking Donald Trump on. Not that I'm a Trump fan, but it'd be fucking just hilarious. Interesting. And also just funny to watch everyone lose their fucking minds. Um, actually, one of the other things I wanted to touch on today. What do you reckon about these federal elections? Oh, well, I don't know enough about it. I'm literally going off a um, personality looks thing, and I hate both of them, really. I'd rather Scott Morrison, really, because Anthony Albanese has this way he talks where you can feel his congestion up here somewhere, like, like his adenoids are fucked, and I can't stand his voice. I feel like sometimes it's better the devil you know. Yeah, and I did see somebody um, being interviewed in the street, just a random guy, and he was saying he feels – he's a swing voter, and he said um, – he he's kind of doesn't know what to do, but he's like, I feel like at this point we should just stick with the flow, what, what we're doing with, because things are so, un- we don't want to be destabilized by a new government. And well, that's interesting. But you know what's annoying is um, fucking Albanese was on the National Press Club and I watched a little bit of it. And it's just, I know he's a politician and they all answer like this, but he couldn't answer anything. No. Like people were asking specific questions, especially like I'm very interested in the COVID response stuff. He couldn't answer it. No. He just... They, they, I'm just like you people are so fucking infuriating because he would repeat the question a bit at the start, and, and then but then just have his pre-worked in his head what he was going to say on that topic. And it's all just words. And like Scott Morrison the other day, he's like, I, I will, um, uh, people on the news. Uh, like every morning these press conferences with people threatening shutdowns that will not happen again but I'm like how you were in charge for the whole fucking time and you didn't couldn't do anything and what do you maybe if you said these are the policy changes that'll happen for another pandemic I'm gonna be in charge and I'm gonna make sure it doesn't happen like what's the part you're literally just saying you're not gonna let it happen again but it happened under you so what the fuck fuck with yeah it's all just it's all just a game like I feel like have you watched Hunger Games or read the books? Um, I've watched like the first two, maybe. It's Hunger Games. Yeah. It's Hunger Games. Like it, it's it's they they just put all the, out all this propaganda to fool the people and just keep us doing what we're doing, yeah. and it's it's all just such crap. When it comes to the looks of these people, like we have so many people, why don't we have like a hot kind of older man? <laughs> why why do we have these two fucking retards? Albanese was like this fat loser forever and then he's like lost a little bit of weight and they've rejigged his image but he's still just fucking gross I look at him and I feel gross I look at Morris and I feel gross you know you're not actually voting for them though you're voting for the party yeah which I think is even more fucking sketchy because then and they're like the same really like what they did they all support the COVID shit basically they all support the fucking Ukraine thing basically like on a whole like what the fuck is he gonna do differently yeah and um, there's a lot of talk going around at the moment too about the WHO treaty. Yeah. And whether Australia's going to sign up for it and all this sort of stuff. <coughs> and I was reading something really interesting this morning that was probably the only decent thing about being on the Australian prepper page at 5.30 this morning. Yeah. Was um, this guy was like, whoa, whoa, hold up. Like a lot of people have grabbed this and they're running with it, which I find 
a lot of the time our side does. They yeah. they they get a sniff of it and they be like, exaggerate it's a stuff to scare people and to probably because they are scared themselves. Yeah, yeah. But then like parties like One Nation have picked it up and they're right. running with it just for votes. I think right. which is really fucking annoying. Yeah. Because then it completely delegitimizes the exactly. stuff you want to vote for them yeah, for. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Um so the WHO thing isn't being voted on in two weeks. It um after the Geneva Convention is when they start. Um, uh, it's not being voted on until 2024. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I think it's fucked. And yeah. I, I think Australia really should remove themselves from the who. But um, it's not this catastrophe that's happening in two weeks' time. Okay. Like everyone's talking about. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And the same with that Wade versus Roe thing, mm. right? Like, it's not... They're not... Um, they're not banning abortion. What it's just doing, the states that aren't. They're removing the unconstitutional law that's been in place since the 70s. Yeah. That's all they're doing. And they're putting the onus back on the states to decide. Yeah. Which is the correct constitutional path for yeah. abortion. Yeah. It's the same as, um, you know, like <coughs> the government here couldn't federally mandate mm. vaccines. They had to leave it to the states yeah. to do. Um, it's the same with abortion over there. They had a federal law saying that abortion was safe, but that was unconstitutional. Right. So okay. all they're doing is removing that law and putting it back on the states. Don't get me wrong. I think women should be free to choose. Yeah. But our side really exaggerate the facts and yeah. what's actually happening. And You know, um, I remember years and years ago, John Howard had this interview and it was like, he wasn't prime minister because I was like a kid when that happened, but he was talking about how he doesn't believe in multiculturalism. And I was like, oh my God, what? he must be so racist. Like, but now I'm like, I totally get it because um, like when, you know, they were saying like abortion in those, you know, in the blue states will always be protected because the people that vote and live there are completely for abort, like pro-choice. Um, and you're almost like, well, why don't we just fucking divide Australia up into a few spots? And live, and wouldn't it be easy for you also to live in a state where most people and people are like, oh, this is just an echo chamber. But if you just let to live your life, wouldn't it be easy to live in a in a state where if you don't believe in abortion, you're not a, your neighbors don't believe in it. Um, you know, like or like if you believe in medical freedom, you yeah. live in a state where you have pro-choice. You can have an abortion. You can get the vaccine or not get the vaccine. Yeah. You can whatever. If you want to be a vegan fucking pro-vax fucking pro-government person live in one of those states like maybe it would be easier and we'd yeah. all just mesh together better like yeah. live with your own well i mean i guess that, like if you go xenophobic to, or whatever the fuck that's called but if you go back to grassroots that's how we would have lived if you were living yeah, in a like, community with say 150 people that yeah. you weren't like-minded well yeah well, you wouldn't stay there and wouldn't you like you've gone find another community yeah and like you'd all have similar religious beliefs. Your yeah. schools would be similar because you like all the, have similar ideas. So your children are raised how you so want. Successful over the decades, over yeah. the centuries, because they all have the same religious beliefs. They all have the same ideologies. Yeah, that's why they're so successful. Yeah, and that's why they've 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 lasted. Because imagine time. if in this, and it's obviously expensive to move. But if you did that, imagine if Queensland we voted on what curriculum stuff we wanted in our schools yeah. and maybe by the end Queensland would look way different to Victoria yeah and then if you wanted to have your kids taught down there or like obviously you'd have a state with homeschoolers yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then maybe it got to a point where it would be a homeschooling state but it'd turn into like communal kind of yeah. a whole different type of schooling like yeah I don't know but, but that and that's that whole community living which is I think a lot of people are getting back to and yeah. getting back to and, and working towards now. Yeah, because, aspiring to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because just what we're currently doing is not serving people. Yeah. You know, it's definitely not serving children. Yeah. And it's not serving the family unit. Mm -hmm. And I think more and more, like, I think our parents' generation were really all about the hustle and grind. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there's, there's parts of my life that I'm really thankful for that I do know how to hustle and grind. Yeah. But at the same time, I think, fuck, I wish my parents had sort of instilled in me more importance of relaxing. Yeah, interesting. And resting yeah. and enjoying the slow times and the family times. Yeah. And, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people would resonate with that and would feel similarly that they need to slow down, that they need to take more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A bit more present in what's happening. And that's the problem. Like in our society, though, you kind of need, like, so many people are hustling now, I feel like. Like, you know, these, like, everyone's got a side hustle. Everyone's got to, like, just trying yeah. to, like, and you're like, man, like, do people even have a chance to do that anymore? Like, yeah. you're just kind of, 
you know the whole wage thing came out the other day and like it's doubled the cost of living now compared to our wages or whatever all this shit and you're like oh no wonder like self being self-sufficient having your own business and that is because well, we're like we're, we'll be potentially moving from uh where we live now we yeah. have a, a good income yeah and we're going to be moving <laughs> we're going to be primary producers yeah and we're going to be earning fuck knows what you <laughs> yeah. know like and that's that's, that's stressful <clears throat> Um, yeah. But like we have said, obviously our cost of living is going to be a lot less. We're going yeah. to be producing nearly all of our own food. Yeah. In my grocery bill, mm. it, it was six hundred dollars a week. Now it's nearly close to seven. Yeah. It's almost over seven hundred dollars yeah. a week. Yeah. It's crazy. Um. So imagine only having to go to Woolies for like nappies and toilet paper and wipes. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. It'd be fucking brilliant. Yeah. Shopping. Grocery shopping is fucking wild. Yes. You know who had it the best? Those fucking boomers. It's true. Like our yes. grandparents and stuff. Yeah. Like, Jesus like, fucking Christ. I think my, although my parents bought a house here, it was only 24000 but their interest rate was 17%. Yeah. How does that weigh up to, like, I'm when not, you... I'm not really sure. But mm. the 17% didn't last long. Yeah. Because by the time I was seven, it was gone. Right. I mean, so that, I mean, that's a fair while, I yeah. guess, but... But even like my grandparents would have a fit because we're I'm like six hundred a week at least for groceries. Yeah. My grandparents would have a fucking meltdown if I told them that. But it's like, well, what the fuck else are you meant to do? Like give your kids rice every day? Like Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fucking crazy. But then, you know, oh you chose to have four kids. But they had four kids too. So it's like compare you know, I don't know. But did they produce any of their own food? Like did they yeah. have a veggie garden? Did they yeah, and that sort of stuff. Like growing up, we had four. My my parents had four kids. Yeah, and they were broke as fuck for a lot yeah, of our life. Um, yeah, But dad had a massive veggie garden, and we had chickens, yeah. which really took the pressure off. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I need to learn how people, to kill shit. <laughs> yeah, I think more and more people are really choosing to sort of get back to that. Mm. Um, that lifestyle. Yeah. Definitely. Kids just eat, they do eat a lot of food. Because I feel like me, like if I live, because like mum and dad are going to Tassie, I'm like, wouldn't it be great? Like to eventually live there, just do the Saturday rounds, get some food. They're going up very fast at a rapid pace. Like, I remember when I first moved out here, I was like just on TassieRealEstate.com all the time. And now I do it, I'm like, oh, damn it. Like everything is like doubled since back then. But um, wouldn't it be nice to just go for a drive in the morning, get your fish, get your, go to the farm, get the, you know, get your produce, all of that shit. It's all grown in Tassie. You just eat it all. And I'd happily, like, I'm somebody who would eat just a piece of meat and some food and some coffee. That's it. Kids are like all day, all day, all day. Especially when they're at home. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what I've noticed. It's not, at, like, last year it was insane. The kids just yeah. were in the fridge all day, it seemed. Yeah. Whereas this year it's a little bit better. That's what everyone always asks me. What's the hardest thing about homeschooling? I'm like, the food. Yeah. I'm like, what? And I'm like, the fucking food. I know, right? <laughs> the amount of time. And, like, I'll feed them all. I'll be like, okay, yeah. you're hungry. I'll get you a snack. So I get them all you know, fruit and some brownies or whatever. Yeah. And I put it out. And then I feel like 10 minutes later, one of them's yeah, me, yeah. I'm hungry. Do you ever get stuck in the kitchen like for fucking hours? Yeah. Because there'll be one after the other. Yeah. Oh, I want the apple. I want apple. Come. And then the first one's come back already and yes. you're just like, ah, sit down. So many times now, especially for the older two, I'm like, there's the fridge. It's full of fruit. Yeah. Yourself, the I'm other done. day, I think dad said something like about, you should get an old older, like just a fridge, yeah. an outdoor fridge. Go to Woolies, get all the odd bunch Fruit, fruit, yeah. Just fill it with all of that shit yeah. and be like, just knock yourself out. Don't touch this fridge because you're yeah. going to... Because now, because I do school lunches, I'm very like, yeah. don't, because now I'm going to have nothing in your lunchbox. So I'm like, don't touch any of that shit. So I'm like, hiding shit in the fridge. Eat all of this down here. Not up there. Like, It blows my dad's mind that my kids walk to the fridge and help themselves. Oh, yeah, same. It blows my mind a bit because I never grew up like that. Really? Yeah, like I, me and Aaron always had to ask for food. I, I say to dad, I'm like, man... I, I always just went to the fridge when I was a kid, but my dad was never home. He was always working. Yeah. And yeah. my mum wasn't really home much either. So yeah. we did have to fend for ourselves. Yeah. Um, but dad as a kid, it was, you did not help yeah. yourself. Well, see, mum was at home. So we'd like come home to always an afternoon yeah. lunch, shit, like everything was. So it's not like we were starving. Yeah. And like whenever mum would get on the phone to her sister or something, then me and Aunt would be like, dun, 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 go to the fridge. <laughs> like, yeah, it was not allowed. Like my kids are, it's way different in that way, which is kind of annoying at times. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, like, what are you eating now? Well, a lot of the time I encourage them because I'll be working. And I'm like, oh, just help yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I turn around and there's fucking brownies. And yeah, yeah. And shit everywhere. I'm like, oh, fuck, why did I do that? 
So true. Um, I have had a few requests from yeah. a few different people to do Dusty's birth story. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I listened because you got it on... Now as a birth now story. Yeah. So I listened to it the other day and yeah. holy shit, some stuff has changed. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, we definitely should do it again. It's so interesting, don't you think, when you look back on your birth? Because I'm sure yeah. you will, will understand. Yeah. The days after Sophie's birth, like you said, you were like, fuck, that was rad. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now you're like... Reevaluated some things. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting because I, I listened mm-hmm. to it a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. But, and you know what's annoying is um, that's used also against people like women um, by midwives. I hear a bit. They're like, oh, they like their birth. They're happy, and then now they've gone home and they've been radicalized by these people on this podcast or this group of people or these free birth people. And you're like, the no. Of birth and the exactly. Their body have faded. And, and it's like, sorry, you're not like the little hero in our yeah. story anymore. And they hate that. But you're like, no, I've just learnt now that what you did was unnecessary. But I fucking believed you, you lying little bitch with the <laughs> smile on your face. I just hate that because I think it's totally normal. But then I think it's normal to. Because I still acknowledge why that was valid for me at that time, that feeling. Like, I think some people will have their babies in hospital um, and then now they look back and it's um, like they don't acknowledge that they did, that was normal, like that's what they wanted or whatever. Whereas I'm like, yeah, but no, like I did hop on the bed because I thought this and whatever. Whereas, you know, I don't know. It's it's all different, but. um, And it's the same with rivers. Like the the, the first time. (coughs) I think it was probably up until the baby blues, you know, that three-day crash. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, like, Mm. all things considered, it was a good outcome. Mm. And then afterwards, like, when you actually sit in your feelings and you actually consider, how do I actually feel about this? Instead of just being, playing the, I'm positive, I'm upbeat, I'm a good girl. Like, it's just naturally Mm -hmm. deferring to that kind of state of mind. When you actually sit in your feelings, you're like, oh, actually, that really creeps me out. That feels really bad. Yeah. I really hate that that happened. Like yeah. That's, that's completely normal. Yeah, definitely. I think if you, um, if you're in touch with your feelings, yeah. And I think some people too are avoidant. They don't want to feel yeah, that. So, so they'll yeah. be like, oh, I don't think about that. We actually had a, I had a massive conversation with my sister-in-laws about like avoidance and all that sort of stuff. Cause we were yeah. talking about our dogs and how they're old and yeah. you know, we constantly talk about whether the turtle should be put down and then, right. you know, he'll stop eating for a few days and we're like, Oh, maybe we should put him down. And then the next morning he's like bounding <laughs> around the yard with, with Bentley. So we're like, Oh no, he's good. Yeah, and yeah. we've been doing that for like 12 months. Yeah. Right. And my sister-in-law's were just mortified. <laughs> But we have this conversation like... Oh, right, yeah. And then because before we went on holidays, the kids went and gave him a hug and a kiss because he might die while we're yeah. away. And like, my kids are totally okay with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, Chris is just... Like, you can just see their heads exploding. <laughs> yeah. And then we sort of explained like... <clears throat> You know, when the kids hurt themselves, yeah. we tell them it hurts. Yeah. We tell them it sucks. Mm-hmm. And we tell them that, unfortunately, sometimes things hurt. Yeah. And that's just the way the world is. Yeah. You know, instead of, oh, here, have some Panadol. Oh, here, yeah. just hide away from the pain. Yeah, exactly. And I think that whole avoidant attitude really starts from when they're really little. Yeah. You know, yeah. everyone pops a pill for a headache, pops a pill for a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think depression's real. And, yeah. But I think there are better ways to manage it than medication. Oh, and like, technically, the literature says is better ways yeah it's for they're fucking useless really for yeah. the most part and that whole avoidant um attitude it like you you've said it here one day on this podcast and it just stuck with me yeah. um how we come into the world drugged we live yeah. our lives drugged and we exit the world drugged. yeah it's like so we're never up. feeling mm. our lives yeah and it's so sad whereas like my kid you know dusty really hurt his arm a couple of weeks ago yeah i didn't give him panadol we yeah gave him arnica. it hurt yeah his sleep was disrupted daddy was there daddy hugged him every time he woke up yeah and daddy was like i'm really sorry this has happened i'm mm-hmm. really sorry it hurts yeah but this is fucking life yeah sometimes yeah. things hurt mm-hmm. and a lot of people will be like oh my god i can't believe you let your kid <laughs> sleep with a sore arm yeah but mm-hmm. what like yeah you know and then, and then when women especially get to childbearing bearing oh ages they're like oh my god i need an epidural because i can't be in pain yeah yeah Yep. Chloe stood on a piece of glass at the Yeah, I think junction. if they happened at the same time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And it's getting there. Like, it's fine. <coughs> I think there's also, like, with me, you know how notoriously, like, nurses' kids are just, all their injuries are like, that's nothing, don't worry. Yeah, like, yeah. I was, I think, I, or the opposite because you know how bad Yeah, like, too much. Actually, yeah. I do have some nurse friends that are overbearing a bit. Yeah, I've got a nurse friend that's like, yeah. I know how bad this can be. We've got to go to the Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm always like, yeah. But, like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I look at it, I'm like, you know what, the wound edges, if it was sutured, probably would have been a nicer-looking scar. It's on the bottom of It's on foot. the bottom of her foot. Yeah. She's running on it, she's fine. Yeah. It's just going to dry up that, you know, the excess kind of, and it's going to fall off. I'm like, well, it's fine. Because I'm, like, literally, I'm like, 
go to the hospital. It would be a, it'd be annoying. Yeah. She needs a tetanus. She's not getting a tetanus. Yes. Oh, what the fuck? Like, you yeah. know, what the fuck? Then you're going to bring in child services or something. So I don't want her to have that yes. because of it's a, and then they would have wanted to give her pain relief. Oh. That she no doubt didn't. And then like, oh, stage. she would have needed anesthetic for sit, stitches, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And then I feel like with same with vaginal tearing, yeah. it's probably going to be more painful with that in yeah. her foot healing, yeah. healing that, you know, yeah. and then also it, it bled like a motherfucker. So I'm not worried about tetanus. Yeah, yeah it was open wound yeah it was easily squeak like cleaned out yeah and then too like i always think and chris and i said the same thing river's birth taught us this yeah just wait and see yeah that's the thing just wait i ask her see. every day a couple of times is it getting worse or better and it gets better i'm kind yeah. of like if it's slowly getting worse go do yeah. something and you would obviously see an infection or anything like yeah that exactly so, um and the same with dusty's arm the the first day he did yeah he was pretty he, he, he i think he cried for about 20 minutes yeah um and then he wouldn't let anyone touch it he wouldn't let us do anything yeah to it, so we just sort of put it on a pillow and he watched his ipad and yeah but we were just like oh we'll just wait and see there's no bruising there's yeah. no swelling it was obviously visibly painful and that night yeah. was pretty rubbish um yeah but i think if you just don't rush out yeah if you just wait and see what happens nine times out of ten it's yeah. never as bad as you think it is dude i watched the new jackass um yeah the other night is there a new one yeah and i i watched it because i heard somebody say it was the funniest thing it wasn't that funny and it was kind of just more disturbing yeah the shit that they do to their dicks man i can't even tell you but um i watched it and like they're obviously gonna they're getting so hurt and i thought isn't it funny their mindset is like laughing it's fun all these injuries are happening and they're probably not feeding into it as much because it's like oh fuck that hurt and i'm like yeah, like I feel like um, with, it's the same. You see your kids. If Roman's in a fucking awesome mood, he's having fun, he falls off his bike, it's like, fuck yeah. yeah. If he's in a bad mood and I walk past yes. him and accidentally bump him, yeah. oh, you bumped me, you bumped me crying. Like I fucking stabbed him. And you're like, yes. dude, like relax. And I think like, yeah, it's interesting. Your state of mind is a lot. The mind is so and Yeah, that, And that's what, that was also what we kept saying to Dusty. Yeah. You know, if you keep thinking about it, sweetheart, it's going to hurt more. Yeah. If you keep your mind <laughs> distracted, it's yeah. not. And, and it was so obvious because <coughs> that, that first day that he did it, that afternoon, because we put yeah. like a snake bandage splint thing on it just yeah. to protect it. Um, yeah. And he's out on his fucking cord with one hand and his hand yeah. sticking out. And I'm thinking, well, if it was really that bad, yeah. you wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, exactly. But then also, like, when he when he did lay down at night that first night, obviously the pain was obvious then because he was At the end distracted. of the day, too, it does hurt more, yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> but right. yeah, Chris's sister's heads were just like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> back in the day, man... It would have been like, just fucking walk it off, brother. Yeah. Yeah, the amount of times we say to the kids, run it out, you'll be right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. And I'm going to go to my baby's yes. so go home in 15 minutes. All right. Okay. Catch you, Catch you,